spiritual sagacity. So, for the past two weeks, we've been on a on a topic by the Spirit. And the title of the topic is Spiritual Sagacity. Now, I started by saying, I asked a question on, on Twitter yesterday. I asked, what is faith? So explain faith, how you understand it. Now, from the response I got from people, the way people explained faith, like, what is faith? By the time people um, gave me the... Uh, answers, what they think faith is, or what they thought faith was. I came to the conclusion, this is the reason why people's faith doesn't work. You know why? Because the orientation that we have, that things that have to do with God and spiritual things are one inexplicable, you know, there are some inexplicable phenomenon. It's like that's where this um, phrase comes from. God works in mysterious ways. That's where it comes from. A lot of people are acquainted, for example, with the subject of faith. A lot of people are acquainted with the audacity of faith, but very little know about the sagacity of faith. You need to first of all understand the theory of what you believe. You see, everything that has to do with God has a theory behind it. It cannot become a recurrent uh, thing in your life. It cannot be something you'll be experiencing all the time in your life if you don't know the theory. You see, so very often in some Christians' lives, certain things begin to happen, and it happens once, then they don't see it again until another time it happens again in their life. And um, it becomes like one, you know, mysterious thing. Now, for example, in writing an exam, once you get to section B, you will need to understand the thing. Do you understand? In some people's life, the objectives is what they are. Even if you don't understand objectives, you can get some correct. It just depends on how lucky you can be. Number one, B. Number two, you don't understand D. Definitely, you might get some right. Uh, me, for instance, when I was writing objectives those times, I make sure that I never leave any unshaded. What if? You understand? I don't know the answer, but what if? So I just see, 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 and I go. <laughs> then you shade one. So in some Christians' life, that is, that is what they do. That's what they do. All right, so something happened in my life, or something wants to happen in my life, then I pray. I press any kind of prayer, then I get the answer. 
Another time, I prayed, I don't get the answer. So, it has not become like a gamble. Sometimes I pray, I get the answer. Sometimes I pray, I don't get the answer. So, there's no theory behind the prayer. There's no theory behind faith. But faith is supposed to be understood. You see, once you say faith, some people now start thinking in a very large place. You know, it's just faith, it's just belief. And I've told you before, there are many things that we think faith is that faith is not. For example, one of the answers I got on, on, on Twitter was, faith is me knowing that I don't have money today, but I will have money tomorrow. That's hope. That's not faith. That's hope. You see, and there's a difference. There's a very big difference. And when we don't understand it, we don't understand the theory behind faith, we don't get what we are looking for with God. Now, understanding begets faith. Understanding begets faith. In Hebrews 11, Paul said, through faith, we understand. Do you understand? So, it's not just about, by faith, we just jump and do something. By faith, we just want to believe anything. Just through faith, we understand. And, the word understanding is a very, very technical word. The word understanding is a very technical word that if you understand the reason for understanding, understanding is the why of life. Understand? The moment you get an understanding of the theory, every single person who says he hates math will not start speaking math like English. Once, ask anyone who, who enjoys math. They, they understand the theory. You see, the problem some of us had, all right, with math was that we just hated numbers. I had a problem with math. I didn't like math. Anything that has to do with a reading subject, I enjoyed it. But when it has to do with mathematics, I, didn't, I just don't like the numbers. But it was beyond the numbers. When you understand the theory, so there was a particular math that I understood so well. When that one comes, I know that, yes. The one I didn't like was the fine edge. Fine. You see, so the sagacity, the sagacity, and I explained in church what the meaning of sagacity was. Now, today's service is very, very important. What, I, what the meaning of sagacity is, it's a, being wise. Being intelligent, spiritually intelligent. Some people are mental giants. They are, they are, they can reason. They can put two and two together. They are so good with, with things that have to do with the mind. They are mental giants. But not everybody is a spiritual giant. Not everybody understands. So the, the explanation we give you is that having or showing keen mental discernment. And good judgment to be wise or shrewd. The synonyms are to be wise, clever, intelligent, or showing or having great knowledge. Showing or having great knowledge. So, having great knowledge about spiritual things. Having great knowledge about things that have to do with a higher plane.
Let me help you a little with the theory of faith. When you are dealing with faith, okay, one of the first things you need to consider is that you are going to deal with something that is not in the material world. There is a, uh, a requirement when you are dealing with faith. And I explained this during the miracle service. I hope I'll be able to touch on it in a way you would understand. The first miracle service. That's 1.0. I said, when you are dealing with faith, there's a requirement. The requirement is to see. You first of all need to see. Then two, you also require light. You also require light. You require to see and you also require light. And I said you are also not dealing with the material world. So when we are dealing with faith, for example, I don't have to believe, pay attention, I don't need to believe that this pulpit is here. No. I don't have to believe that this pulpit is here. We have now, it it has gone uh, below faith. Once I can see with my optical eyes, what I'm dealing with now is knowledge. So, I know that this puppet is here. I don't believe this puppet is here. So, if I ask you, do you believe that this puppet is here? No, I don't have to believe because it's still in the material world. The, one of the best um, explanations of faith is what is written in Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, the moment I can see this, and I'm dealing with it in the material world, it is no longer faith. It is now in the realm of my knowledge. When you are dealing with faith, you are going to be dealing with things that are not in the material world. That means things that are in the fourth dimension. Now, in this material world, there are three dimensions. Where we are functioning right now is the third dimension. There is the, you know, uh, in, uh, what's the name of that subject here? They say the earth is called something. Geography. Geography. Is what? Tell me Core, mantle, and crust. You understand? Those three are used to explain the material world. There's a part of this earth that we cannot see, but it exists. Once we are going to dig, we are going to find it. So all all that is in the material world. There is another realm that there's a very thin line between the physical realm and that realm, which is not the material realm, which is the spiritual realm, where we exercise faith. Now, is is it not amazing that just the transportation we require sometimes to just deal with this uh, immaterial world is just to close our eyes. When you're going to pray, what are you doing? You just close your eyes. Father, you immediately you have transited, you have, it, it, it's, it's even faster than the speed of light. You have just made a transition from the material world to the immaterial world. Just by saying, Father, the moment you just close your eyes, it's such in a split second you started operating in the immaterial world. In a split second, 
Fashion and the speed of light, you immediately started functioning in the immaterial world. He said, it is the substance of things hoped for. That's why I said, when you say, faith is knowing that I don't have money today, but by Friday. No, you are dealing with hope. And most of the time, when it doesn't happen, you don't think that your faith didn't work. No, at that point, where you were, it was good. Because without hope, you cannot even uh, relate with faith. Hope is always a starting point. You can't relate with faith when there's no hope. So hope, he said, faith is a substance of things hoped for. Hoped for. So now, I hope for this. Then, I begin to act my faith for that. The thing that I hoped for. So, we start from the material world. We're going to enter the immaterial world. Now, there's this thing about faith. With faith, the moment you have faith, it will be impossible for you not to have had what you were praying for. Because it means that what you had was not faith. Let me explain why. He said, faith is the substance. You see, faith is not an idea. Faith is not an idea. It's not like, it's not like Vim, like say, I know I'll make it. No, it's fine. Uh, motivate yourself. But that's not yet faith. Because when you are dealing with faith, it says faith is not something I feel. It is not me saying I will. It is not just I will or I can. When you are dealing with faith, you are dealing with substance. It says faith is the substance of things hopeful. Then it says the evidence. Faith is the evidence. Faith is the receipt. The word evidence there is receipt. Faith is like you go to a shop and you're going to buy something. Then, but the thing you, you want to buy, you cannot carry it on your head home. So what do they do? They give you a receipt. Okay, let me give you an example. A land. You're going to buy a land. The land is at Kaswa. You live at North Kennedy. They will not cast the land and put it on your back. So what are they going to give you? They're going to give you an indenture. A receipt to show that that land is for you. So by the time I got faith, it will be impossible for the thing not to be mine. So faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that I have not yet seen. Although I have not yet seen, I have the evidence. So I prayed about this. And I said, one of the requirements that Jesus Christ said was that He said, if you shall. Um, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you say you shall have them. He said, if any man shall say to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea, then he says, and shall not doubt in his heart. The moment you doubt in your heart, it means, oh God. The moment you doubt, it means you didn't have the receipt. When you doubt in your mind, you can deal with it. Once you doubt in your heart, it means light has not yet shed. There's a difference. The mind is not made to believe. So your mind can doubt. But your heart should not doubt. What's the difference? There's a very big difference. The heart. It says, Bible says, with the heart, man believes. With the heart, man believes. So when the, when the unbelief is coming from your heart, then there's a problem. So, at the point of faith, we don't confess to have it. At the point of faith, we confess because we have it. 
You see, the understanding. Once you don't have an understanding of it, you'll be saying, they said we should say. We are saying and we are not saying. Because that, that's how it works. Okay. Now, what, what do you think when we talk about the God kind of faith? What do you think God was doing in Genesis chapter 1? Don't you think that the, the writer could have just said, or God should have just done, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was out form and void, and that's upon the face of the deep. Then he says, and God said, let there be light. It looks like that's a very nice thing to have, to have done. Go there, Genesis chapter 1. Okay, all right. Looks, looks like a very nice thing that should have been done. And God said, let there be light. And let there be light. But there's, there's uh, something in the middle there. Between, there's something in the middle between, listen now, there's something in the middle between God, uh, uh, the earth was that form and void, and that's not in the face of the deep. There's something between that and God, what God said. He said, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Why that particular um, activity? Why that particular activity? Why shouldn't there? After all, all you want to tell us is that God said, let the blood. He said, the Spirit of God began to move upon the face of the waters. How long? We don't know. But what was the reason for that activity? The reason for that activity was so that what God will say in verse 3 can come to pass. You are shocked. Why will God give us that information? Go to verse 2. And the earth was all form and void, and darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The word moved over there, that's the key. The Hebrew word is rakaf, which means to brood. Which means to brood. Or which means to meditate. It's the same word that is used for uh, the, the effect of speaking in tongues. There is, in, there is a, a, like a, a, a dynamic power. It's like a dynamo. Brood. 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 You said it before. It didn't come to pass. It means you need to enter brooding. You see, when you see the physical, especially with electricity, it will help you to understand the spiritual easier. For example, the fact that I brought a generator here doesn't mean it can power this whole compound. That generator might only be able to power light. You say, oh, but it's a generator. No, the power of that generator cannot generate enough power for the whole compound. So that generator cannot work on these machines sitting here. So the more requirements of your destiny, the more God will move you into brooding. Because you would need, for example, let me teach you something in the area of um, miracles and healing. So you understand what I'm saying very well. When I started praying for the sick, okay, there were some of the things that used to happen. It's like, when I pray, I could pray for someone who has a leg problem, then he will start, he will stand up though, but then he's limping. He's limping. And I'm like, ah, if we pray to God, and God is the one who did, who did the healing, why, why was it partial? The guy is standing up though, but he's still limping. So why was it partial? You know why? It's because it's not a question of God answering a prayer and pray for this person. Most of the time when we pray for the sick, we are praying based on the amount of power we have generated for the issue.
So the Bible actually calls them the workers of miracles. So it's about understanding the theory. Is it difficult? No. You just need time. And that's why a lot of people don't have for God. Time. Quit the microwave Christianity. It doesn't work. You know, sometimes people get into an issue and immediately they begin to speak in tongues fast so that God can work fast. Something just happened. Three minutes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Then some of the, the angels will like, see, 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 see this guy. See this guy. No, you what do you think? You understand? Sometimes, you know, that's the that's the reason why the Holy Ghost is there. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He's there to help you. <laughs> when you start praying about an issue, you know, you, you need to observe, observe, especially your spirit. Learn to pay attention to your inside. When you're praying about something and you are not sure inside, don't stop. It means we are not done. Don't leave the prayer and say, God didn't answer you. No, it's because it, it means we are not done with the case. Once you start praying in tongues and we are not done, the Holy Ghost will witness that we are not done. Because when we are done, it is either of these two that we see, either joy or peace. Sometimes you are praying about something in the very dicey thing and tears are coming out of your eyes and you find yourself still crying. Once you find yourself still crying, and you, you have to check this crying. Is it the crying of the spirit? Or it is a crying uh, that has to do with the pain with which I'm praying. Because sometimes you find yourself that the moment you start praying for maybe your mom, your mom is feeling sick or something, you start praying for that, you find yourself in tears. Most of the time when you find yourself in that state, it means you are dealing with the spirit of death. So you find yourself in those tears. When you find yourself in those tears, you need to keep praying and you need to keep praying and keep praying. Then there are other tears that are tears of love and peace and joy. But you need to be able to. So it is important to be spiritually intelligent. That's the reason for this topic. Spiritual sagacity. So that you don't enter that Christianity of all single, single, praise the Lord. Everybody leaves. Nobody knows anything about, you know, you understand. Nobody knows anything. It's good to dance in church. Alright? It's good to dance in church. It's very good. In fact, I dance in church. I call you, we dance together. But it must be done. Bible says, praise with understanding. There was a guy in a certain church. And every time we begin to, any song, any song he would dance, any song. Maybe someone, um, this song, peace. Let me just sing this piece. You are peace to the Lord. Oh. People are in the street. The guy was coming out. Peace when the Like the song doesn't have anything to do with dancing. And he has a very flexible way. So he will really whine it and you can say, that's who you are. Let me tell you something. 
Let me tell you something. Most of those people, I notice them when they are in church. Many years will come and go. Their life is still where it is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because many of them, eh, I also know a lot of people who dance in church who are also doing well spiritually. But because some of those people, I'm not saying that to discourage you from dancing. I mean you should dance. Because dancing is also a type of spiritual intelligence. But some of those people, they don't listen to anything in church. They are not even in the church. They are just waiting for, just keep all these students just press anything. Once they press something, this is going to go. Almost says, if you are even praising God, it's a praise with understanding. Praise, knowing what your praise is doing for you. Very important. You need to understand what faith is. You need to understand what love is. You need to understand what joy is. You see, you need to understand sagacity. You need to be spiritually intelligent. When, when someone starts talking to you, you know, let me tell you one of the things that um, shows that you are becoming spiritually intelligent. When someone is sharing something with you and all of a sudden your mind goes to a scripture. Is it one of the proofs that you are becoming intelligent spiritually? Because you know what? All of us, we are sitting here. Everybody sitting here. There's a story about you in the Bible. You just need to find him. I'm telling you. There's somebody. You see, the Bible is such a prophetic book. I wrote something on my sister. I said, some people say that the Bible was written by white. There is not one person who says that who has read the Bible cover to cover. Because by the time you are done, you realize that human beings are not that intelligent. You're not that intelligent to write that kind of thing. <laughs> Every messianic prophecy came thousand years before Jesus Christ arrived on the scene. Yet he fulfilled each and every one of them. Thousand years. I'm not even saying it's not any spiritual anything. History. History. Thousand years. The messianic prophecies came thousand years before Jesus Christ showed up. The, the, the date between Micah and Isaiah, more than 900 years, they, they all prophesied the same thing. Micah chapter 4 and Isaiah chapter 2. They all prophesied the same thing with the same words. So, when I say that, if they burn the Bible, just give us time. We will all start prophesying the same thing. Because the Holy Spirit is the author of the Word of God. So the understanding of spiritual things, the understanding of the Word of God, the understanding of what God thinks when there's an issue, said showing judgment, to be sagacious means showing good judgment. If there's a case, how will God rule the case? I'm going to show you two people, according to the Bible, who never have results. Two people. Proverbs chapter 24. Verse 30. I went by the field of the slothful. So, number one, lazy. 
And by the vineyard of the man, void of understanding. Number two, a man without understanding. Or a man without wisdom. Verse 31. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little speak. Go back to verse 30. He said, I went to the field of a lazy man. Then he says, and by the vineyard of a man who has no understanding, a man void of understanding, it doesn't matter how hard you work, you will need the accuracy of how you, where you are working. You require the accuracy of your field. No matter how hard you are working. I told you on Sunday, I said, when people say that, oh, these people in the parliament, they are, they are chopping all the money, and there's somebody working hard, the person is squeezing money. I said, my suggestion is just let them switch roles. Give them one year. The parliament will start looking like the mind of the squeezing man. I went by the field of the lazy man. And he said, I went by the field of a man void of understanding. The man void of understanding, the man who does not understand, even though he's working hard, he says he will not see results. There's another one who probably has understanding, but he's just lazy. These two people will never see results. A lazy man. Let's start with a lazy man. A lazy man, when you are lazy, no matter who prays for you, laziness has robbed a lot of Christians of their joy. Laziness. I've told the story before about my first fellowship leader when we were in a meeting one day. And we, we were, you know, as, a, as we started, at that time, we didn't have anybody to mentor us and all that. So as we are starting ministry and, you know, we are praying, we are going, you know, and we're not seeing a lot of results. And he came to one of our meetings, where just a few, he walked in. The first statement he made, look, it was like someone has pushed light into my heart. It's like, I, I never forgot that statement till today. He just entered a meeting and said, if we do nothing, nothing will happen. I stood up in the meeting. I, I was wondering if every other person in the meeting with me heard what I heard. He said, if we do nothing, nothing will happen. That means this world is fashioned for reaction. He said, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that's what reap. That means when you sow and you don't reap, God has been mocked. So the world works with action and reaction. That's what Jesus was preaching. Blessed is the, is the man that does this. For hence he shall receive this. Blessed is the meek. That means in this earth, it is action and reaction. If you are going to see results with God, you have to learn to make the necessary inputs. If anything happens to you as a miracle, <laughs> just look. And go and find the theory of that thing because you will still lose it. And when you that's the reason for people who keep going for deliverance, and the same people being delivered always go back to be delivered again. That is the truth. I attended a lot of churches before I found my seat in the right place. 
I, because I was looking for them. I would go to some place. And the people, I was always shocked that the people that who were always hands were being laid on, those people would fall on the ground, those people roll on the floor, and you think that that is all. Then next time there's another deliverance, because all the first demons didn't they finish? How many of you have seen what I'm talking about before? Then it makes it look as if everything in this world has to do with demons. Action and reaction. He said, a lazy man will not see any results. The second one, a man void of understanding. He doesn't understand his field. Wait, let me calm down now. Now, now let, let me, let's walk a little away from brain. Let, let's come into it. You, you, you cannot have a business, all right? God will not even follow you to that place. You cannot have, you cannot have a business and you don't know anything about it. Let me tell you something. Most businesses that do well, they're never going for the money. They're going for solving problems. If that business is going to be around for a very long time, the motivation will have to be more than money. Because in, when you start, especially as an entrepreneur, I'm not talking about someone who is just, um, there are people who make things and they're entrepreneurs, there's a very, very big difference. And all are good. I'm serious. There are some people, they are good at marketing, and that's fine. The fact that you're good at marketing doesn't mean what you're studying is entrepreneurship. It, it, you require a lot more to be an entrepreneur. When you are interpre- an, an entrepreneur, okay, many times you will be hit down by many things. Sometimes you will come due to zero with your business plans and your everything. You are at zero. So you require more than monetary motivation to stay in the business. You will need to understand what you are doing. And you need to check your acumen. Some people don't have business acumen. Some people don't have entrepreneurship ability. It's, it's not a sin. You understand? It's not a sin for you not to have entrepreneurship ability. It's not a sin. Some people are, are, are better at helping people to administrate some people do very well at checking up, following up. Some people are better at those things. You see, we all came to God with our abilities. And the safest way to make impact in this world is knowing your spot and hitting on it. Let me tell you, it's a secret in this world. Don't try to be everything. When you find your position, it works in fight. There's another example I wanted to give, but I, I don't want you to think bad. I should give you an example. Pastor Claude, if you say I should give it, I'll give it. I should give it. You are, you, you are with, you understand? You are with somebody and, 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 you, you, You ask the person, say, say, what's my weakness? Say, my back. Be there. Don't go anywhere. Be there. The person say, my weakness is my back. You are at the leg. What are you doing there? Say, I, I will discover. What are you discovering? You waste time. What's the person say, my weakness is my back. No, listen. Just pack your things. I just be there. 
It's one of the secrets of life. You see, it's one of the secrets of life. Find your spots, be hitting there. Then learn about it. One of my mentors, who started a university in Nigeria, his university in, in a space of 10 years is competing with Harvard and Cambridge. Go and ask about Covenant University. He said he spent three years understanding Harvard. He's, he's a man of God. Why didn't he just pray and start building? Chagacity. He needed to understand how universities run. They don't run by prayer and fasting. So one day I will build a school. All right. Then they think that what they don't have is, is, is money. One time I was answering a, a, a question. Somebody asked an educator. He said, these three people are praying. Who will get it? He said, one, they are praying for something. Who will get the, the, the whatever they are praying for? The one who prays. All right? The one who sows seeds. And the one who meditates on scriptures as pertaining it. I answered, but later I said, the actual person who gets it is number four. Is that what's number four? Number four is the one who is prepared for it. Whether he's born again or not, God will give it to him. And it's not the devil gave it to him. God gave it to him. You should check the scriptures. God called Cyrus. He said, even though you have not known me, let me tell you something. When you see something like Facebook, what Zuckerberg is doing, it's a call from God. When people don't understand calling, it's a calling. He doesn't have to be born again. It's a calling. That light is a calling. Because after Facebook, others who have tried to do other things, they never made it a calling. Why? Because God will use the same internet to preach the gospel before he comes. Because he says, this gospel shall be preached in all the earth. Not because people are going to walk to all the earth. <laughs> At the time Jesus Christ said, this gospel shall be preached in all the earth. Now, there are places where they ban Bible. Because of internet, you cannot ban it now. It's a calling. Understanding. Understanding your field. Listen, do what I call extra reading. Extra reading. If you don't go the extra mile, you can never be an extraordinary person. I have a very big issue with people who, who gossip. Because you are whiling away time. I'm telling you the truth. Hmm. Every time I used to see this thing, people talking about about technology. I used to see this thing. People be talking about Apple has zero point four five six something. This one is that, and they are they say with Pixel three. One day, I said enough. I pulled my internet. I started reading it. So the next time Aaron posted, I also replied. I said, yeah, the Pixel 4 is really, really. I let me do something. So I didn't really like technology, but I don't like to be in places where they are talking and I've become a dummy. That's all I can do. Then they start talking, what is all that? 
We all, we understand it. Pixel 4, they have released, and Google is showing us the signs. We all say some. iPhone has released this. Everybody, the iPhone, when they release the 11, they don't want to know any features. They're thinking about how, how's the camera, the camera quality. What? Aaron will be talking about Siri and Google Assistant. The Google Assistant is better than Siri. And that's all. Oh, Siri is now a joke. If you don't understand it, you'll just be looking at Aaron's face and say, All oh, these people. Look at somebody, say, Read, 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 read. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Internet is such a blessing. Internet is such a blessing, but it's only Pulu that some people have been watching. It's shaking, it's shaking. It's shaking. Some people don't like it when I speak the truth. Jesus was like that. He will say the truth. The moment you pick your phone and nobody's around, that's what. Right. And you say that you have an addiction. It's not an addiction. Stop it. I think I'm preaching. I'm preaching today. Let me tell you something. I started taking Hebrew lessons online. When, when I'm teaching, I tell you. The Hebrew is like, I started taking Hebrew lessons online. The, the, the one I'm calling my mentor, he said something. He said, It is not about where you were born. He said, Because I live in Nigeria, and he says, Anywhere in this world that if you are talking about the gospel of Jesus, what is not any other thing but the gospel of Jesus? He said, Any man of God in the world I can match him. Yeah, and it is true. And it is true. No, this man I'm talking about has 300,000 people coming to church every Sunday. Six services. And he'll preach to all the six. He said, oh. He said, once it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, once it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, he can match any man of God. Anywhere in the world. So it is not where you are born. Take responsibility for your life. I discovered the number one thing, all right, the number one secret, okay, to having an extraordinary life. Number one secret was don't blame anybody. No matter how the person is blamable. Because when the problem is you, it's easier to start solving it. But when you blame somebody, you are never coming out of it. And when I was a child, and this one, somebody knocked me. And that's how my brain didn't start working again. <laughs> I know why I don't have retentive memory. Is that house help? Always knocking me. Always knocking me. Then my brain will be shaking. Once you think it is you, and you hold yourself accountable, you say, uh, uh, I don't have a retentive memory because I don't stay long on the book enough. So I'm going to stay longer. I'm going to stay longer. And you will keep staying longer at it. You keep staying longer at it. You know, we have such a weak generation now. You try one, two. You say, ah, it's not working. Ah. 
someone, someone just failed medical exam. He went to commit suicide. Just that. Why, are you, why, why won't you change the story? Alright? Okay, you failed it. Okay. Do you want to continue? No, I don't want to continue. I'm going to make something out of my life that will make the, the narrative about passing medical exam change. People have done it in this world. Tell it in this world. It's all about you. I'm going to do this about it. I'm going to do this about it, and I'm going to do that about it. Then you set your sail. You set your sail. Nothing is going to stop me. Last year, I got the opportunity to sit in certain meetings, high-profile meetings. You sit down in those meetings. Other people sitting there. Everybody in this account at least has a million dollar in their account. And they call you to sit in the meeting. And they ask you a question. Don't say to God be the glory. What? <laughs> after, because the, the woman chairing the meeting is a tongue-talking Christian. But after to God be the glory, you need to continue and talk about what we are discussing on table. As the Lord has been doing it, it's just by grace. It's just by grace. They will not invite you again. It's just by the grace of the Lord. You know, the Bible says that it's by His mercy that we are not consumed. How many of you have gone for job interview and they ask you how long do you pray? <laughs> Nobody cares. The Bible says wisdom is justified by her children. You know what the meaning of that? That means you only know wisdom by its results. I remember many, time, many years ago, I, I don't know how many years ago, but I was in a meeting with Eric and Gospel. And I told him, I said, the world does not have regard for an unfinished product. And nobody owes you any encouragement when you are unfinished. Just win. That's all they are looking for. Even second, nobody cares. They forget second faster than anything in this world. Even the last cry is better. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? Even last, they'll say, that, oh, guy went away, you know, but you the second. You, you cannot go and defend anywhere. Oh, I was second, I was second. We are only looking for first. And last. I'll find Omega. <laughs> no wonder God says the first and last. Because <laughs> in the middle, if you are in the middle, when you are second at something, aim for the first. You see, most of the time, winning is just a mental attitude. I'll tell you something. Winning is a mental attitude. When in ministry, whatever I do, once I'm not number one, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Once I'm not doing a trailblazing, you understand? God has to use you in a way that you understand. It's one blow, nobody talks again. Knockout. When is a mental attitude? Make it part of your system. You know, we all came to this world. Not all of us can be the best. Some of us are here to support. Tell somebody, not me, not me, not me, not me. A mental attitude. 
You see, if I were you, when it is, uh, you just set yourself. Some people are not good at reading. Okay? I don't enjoy reading. I just have to do it because some of the information I need is, is, is only by reading I can get it. I don't enjoy reading. What I enjoy is listening. So I like e-books a lot. Um, sorry, e-books. Audio books. I like audio books a lot. So I would just be listening and be making my notes because I don't really enjoy reading. But there's still certain times you need to read. So set yourself on reading. For, for some of you now, when I start putting on sagacity, you start reading your Bible, don't let it stop. Don't let it stop. It will show. If you read today, it will show tomorrow. Read today, it will show tomorrow. Let me give you a wisdom. You know the reason why it's important to be coming to church? Alright? This is the wisdom of God now. Let me help you with something. Everything that has to do with God, alright? It only shows at the end. So right now that you started coming to church, you start devoting yourself to God, you, at a point you might think, ah, my friends are enjoying out there. Everybody is happy out there. Me, what I'm doing, I'm only going to church on Sundays and on Wednesdays. Then sell meetings and this. Let me show you. I want to show you three scriptures to help you understand this. Psalm 92. Verse 13. Look at this. He said, those that be planted in the house of the Lord, not those who, who visit. Not those who come one for, uh, uh, twice in a month. He said, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the court of our God. Verse 14. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing, not their fat. Right? But in the spirit, you understand? That's the first one. Second one, Jeremiah 17, verse 11. I read this in church the last time. So the first one, he says, if, if the people are uh, with the wisdom of God, he says, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. That means, <laughs> they'll bring forth some fruit now, but they will be enduring for a very long time. You'll be around for a very long time. Look at this. He said, as the partridge seated on eggs and hatched them not, so he that getteth riches and not by right shall lead them in the midst of his days and at his end shall be a fool. So it is not in the beginning. When someone is not doing things by the wisdom of God, you will not see the, the implication in the beginning. He said, at the end he shall be a fool. Go to Proverbs chapter 14. And verse 12. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. So it is not, you know, it is not about the, about the beginning. It's the end. Solomon said, whatsoever the Lord doeth is forever. So the thing about God is, is if he is involved, he will, it will show at the end. If God is involved, to show at the end. So, now, we are young. Some of you are in your 20s. 
you know, <laughs> as time keeps going, as you keep celebrating your birthday, you're going to enter your 30s. Yes. Yeah. Some of you enter your 40s. At the end. At the end. At the end. This is the wisdom of God. He says, when you are planted in the house of God, you flourish in the courts of God. He said, the, the, the beautiful thing about your life is the end. Not that every other part of your life will make no meaning or make no sense. No, you will see victories. You see victories, but yours will last. Yours will last. During miracle service, I told you the story of my friend Juvi. Yeah. Juvi entered into, you know, when we finished school, all of us would plan that we would all go and use wrong ways of getting money. But I got born again, and Juvi did not. So he got into, you know, he got money. And I told you one time, I finished service with my slippers and my sandals as I was walking. We lift your name higher. We by boomerang. I got near boomerang and I saw Juvi. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not lying. His hand was on two ladies. And they were all walking with him. I finished all night, oh. And I'm going. So I had to hide from Juvi because I looked like a fool. I looked like I should have followed him. If you see that, that a car he was driving at that time, classic car, he spoke to the two ladies, took them into the car. Only God knows where they were going. Don't think for me. Don't think I'm saying anything about So, I was now thinking while I was going home. I was now thinking, hey. I was thinking, hey. But then I encouraged myself in the Lord. Obviously, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. I said, I'm on the right path. I'm on the right path. I told myself, I'm on the right path. I'm following God. I'm on the right path. So I'm talking to you. He's in prison. Follow God. Are you listening? He said, he's like a man who, who, who sits on, it's not like a partridge sits on an egg and hatched them not. He said, so is the man who gets them riches and not by right. He said, he shall lead them in the midst of his days and at the end shall be a king. When I got born again, one of the things I told myself is that, look, I will not be born again and be a fool. I told myself, I said, no, I will not be born again and be a fool. If in this kingdom, what works? He said, if it's prayers, I will pray my land. <laughs> Jonathan, they say it's prayers. Don't be praying two, two minutes prayers. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm an extremist. So it is, it's either of these two. It is either I'm following God, I go all out, or I don't. So that when I go to hell, it's justified. I, I can't argue with anybody. I've just gone. God, I've enjoyed my life on earth. Because what works? Even in the kingdom, they say, it is prayer that works. And I'm going to spread my lunch out. They say, it is the study of the word of God. I'm going to study the word of God. They say, it is meditation. I'll make time and meditate. Even if it's attending services, I'll make sure I'm, so I make sure that I am ma- I'm making all my, uh, I'm getting all the ticks right. And you know what? Just after a year or two, I started seeing the results. And everybody at home started seeing the results. In the beginning, they didn't want me to attend he said, this church, they didn't want me to attend it. But as I kept coming, as I kept coming, as I kept coming, they said, sing, sing with me. 
After a while, when my dad reads something in the Bible, because he's a pastor too, he will not come and ask me for his permission. And I realize that now they are seeing the results. I've seen the result of what's going on here. So make up your mind that whatever it takes to be a born again Christian with results, you're going to do it. Don't do it like this, like that. It's better you don't come. Invest in your mind. Are you listening? Invest in your mind. God cannot use you beyond the investment in you. If you know that yours is, is you, are, you are so good at cooking, and you know that that's what you want to do, some people cook for nothing, some people cook for hundreds and thousands of dollars. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you. Some people cook for nothing, some people cook for thousands of dollars. The same food. Investment. Don't waste YouTube on nothing. There's a lot there. I'm so surprised. I said, I've taken full Hebrew lessons. Sitting down, watching. They said, uh, so I left. Bait. Now I'm sitting down. Like a class one child. I'm sitting down. I sat <laughs> with a friend of mine who, who was very knowledgeable, knowledgeable in the scriptures. <laughs> one thing about me is I'm, I'm, I'm challenged. Once I meet somebody, who challenges me, I like that person. That's my friend from then. I met a guy. The guy was, so in the scripture, the scripture says this, 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 and you know when you turn it in the Hebrew, ah. Uh, prior to that, I thought I was a Bible guru. Because all the people around me were telling me, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, you know Bible, hey, you know Bible. So my head was, I didn't realize I didn't know anything. So I met this guy, and he was telling me, Wait, we're talking on WhatsApp, you know, and when you turn it like this, you see that Jesus was explained like this. And I felt so bad. That's how I entered bookshop. Because I was craving for the knowledge of God. I started reading. I'll be reading. I'll be sitting down. I was just sitting down. When uh, these uh, Bibles had not come with, you know, uh, how do you call it? These technological Bibles, iPad and all that had not come. I had to buy those, the, the paper Bible, different versions. You come and sit down. I'm looking in them. I'm learning. And when I catch a revelation inside, I stand up. Wow. Wow. Look, not because I was going to preach to anybody. I didn't have anybody to preach to. The same way, when you find what is in your field, be the best in your field. Read on it. Be extraordinary. They say, oh, God will choose us by grace. No, God is the one. The, the race is not to the swift, but it doesn't mean you should be, you should be dull. <laughs> the race is not to the swift, but it doesn't mean you should be dull. The battle is not to the strong. It doesn't mean you should be weak. Because he didn't say by prayers. He said the race is not to the swift. The battle is not strong. He said by time and chance. Time and chance. Happiness to them all. That is two things that every man has in this world. Time and chance. Why? Because we use time to prepare for chance. I'm not saved to be a dummy. I'm not born again to be a dummy. No, I'm not born again to be a dummy. Anywhere I stand, and people are discussing anything that has to do with God, if they ask me a question, I can answer something. I told you. Christianity is not all about 
anointing, anointing, anointing. Hey, hey, hey. No. That's not all there is to Christianity. Knowledge. Wisdom. Spiritual sagacity. Be acquainted with the word of God. It will make you... Uh, you, you'll be surprised at things you start doing. You'll be surprised at things you start doing. And the wisdom of God will be coming out of your mouth. And people ask you questions. Listen, people ask you questions. You will not be running around the whole place. I'm wise. I'm spiritually intelligent. The Holy Spirit has blessed my mind. Now, look at something. Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. Oh, wow. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. He said, as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. Now, hold on. When Daniel was, was um, and, and his friends were taken captive to Babylon, they were employed to be some of the astrologers there. They didn't employ them to pray. They were employed to solve problems. So, what did God give them? God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning. Daniel chapter 5, verse 12. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding interpreting of dreams, showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubts, were found in the same Daniel. Wait, hold on. So let's start from 11. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the Holy God. That's the Holy Spirit. The Nebuchadnezzar didn't know the Holy Spirit. So he says, no, this guy, his kind of wisdom is not normal. It's a, it's a you know, spiritual sagacity. <laughs> he says, and in the days of thy father, Light and understanding and wisdom. Let me tell you something. Go and memorize this scripture in the 11 and 12. Take some time and do it. <laughs> There's a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him. Light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods. Light and understanding and wisdom. I'm filled with the wisdom of God. I'm filled with the wisdom of God. I'm wise. I'm wise. I have extraordinary amplitude of comprehension. Say it again. I have extraordinary amplitude of comprehension. I understand matters. I understand things. Wisdom is at work in me. The knowledge of God is at work in me. The understanding of God is at work in me. The wisdom of God is at work in me. There's something about my mind. I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. A retentive memory is my heritage. 
wisdom comes out of my mouth. Foolishness does not come out of my mouth. Wisdom proceeds from me. I have answers to any, so, any problem. Solution comes out from me. I show hard sentences. I explain dark things. I explain what my mate cannot explain. I explain what my mate cannot understand. I show dark sentences. I dissolve doubts. When I speak, I speak to the hearts of men. The questions in their hearts are answered when I speak. Because I dissolve doubts. When people doubt God, and I open my mouth concerning God, it's full of wisdom. It makes their mind wander. And I answer their questions. In the name of Jesus. 